Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. It's about six minutes after the hour. It's the weekend of February 11th and 12th edition of the most widely syndicated travel radio show in the United States. I'm Rudy Maxa, your genial host. And if you're listening for the first time, this is a show simply about travel. I'm a contributing editor with National Geographic Traveler magazine. I host about 85 shows featuring the world's great destinations on public television. Uh, by the way, my newest is a one-hour special called Escape to French Polynesia that was released to stations this past week. Watch for it. In the next uh, few weeks or next couple months on for your on your local PBS station. Uh, suffice it to say, therefore, I spend a lot of time thinking about travel. And every weekend, I work to bring you interesting guests who look at travel from a wide variety of aspects. For example, this hour, in just a couple minutes, we're going to chat briefly with an expert from Orbitz who will reveal to us the most popular Valentine's weekend or Valentine's Day getaways for couples in love. Then we're going to talk with a London-based designer who builds the interiors of high-speed trains and cruise ships. Today, I want to talk to him about the current state of art in cruise ship interior design. And have you ever wondered what flying in coach on the world's longest commercial flight feels like? Well, Wall Street Journal columnist Scott McCartney did just that, traveling, well, flying, 15 hours between Dallas and Sydney, Australia, nonstop. And he lived to tell us about it. He'll be on later this hour. This hour, And I guess you may not have known this, but it's International Pancake Day in Liberal, Kansas. I know. I didn't realize it until I heard about it the other day either. We're going to check in with the organizer of the several-day event. I'm told he's chowing down at the local pancake house even as I speak. I'll have a couple of deals of the week as well, but let's start as I do each week with a look at what's new this week in uh, uh, travel. If you're headed to the Mexican City Resort uh, of Acapulco, or Resort City of Acapulco, excuse me, the State Department this week recommended Americans not stray more than two blocks off the main street along Acapulco's beach. You know the reason, a rise in grisly drug-related murder, drug murders, and most alarmingly, in the city. Uh, that was just one of the unusually specific warnings to Americans. Uncle Sam also recommends avoiding four entire states in Mexico, as well as large swaths in 10 others, most in the north and west of the country. The expanded travel warning noted in, that in 2007, 35 Americans were killed in Mexico. Last year, the number was nearly four times that, 120 Americans killed. Keep a low profile and avoid displaying any evidence of wealth that might draw attention, the State Department says to Americans. To read the specific regions that state suggests you avoid, go to travel.state.gov on the web. That's travel.gov.state. Two days after that warning, Friday's Wall Street Journal detailed the rising number of tourists flocking to Mexico despite the negative news about drug cartel wars. The journal noted that Marriott, Hilton, and the Intercontinental Hotel chains are aggressively building new properties in Mexico. Hotel execs say there's still a strong demand by business and leisure travelers for hotel rooms in Mexico. They're taking the long view, hoping that this too shall pass. Uh, that website, again, if you just got a pencil, is travel.gov.state. Uh, for the Mexican new tra Mexican travel warning this week. I have a hunch that as spring break approaches, there are any number of parents discussing with their kids the wisdom of traveling south of the border. More than 100,000 young Americans travel to Mexico over spring break, says the State Department. 
In an unusually blunt wording on a posting about spring break on the State Department website, the government says, and I quote, several several visitors may die, hundreds will be arrested, and still more will make decisions that could affect them for the rest of their lives, unquote. Mexican law requires harsh penalties for crimes that might be regarded as minor in the U.S. I'm going to go into more detail about this at the end of this hour and give you my advice as well. But let me just say this. Anyone 16 years or older will be tried as an adult in Mexico. So what are you doing uh, for Valentine's Day? Well, many couples book a special dinner. Others plan a romantic getaway, though, given the economy in the last couple of years, uh, there was probably more of the former than the latter. But according to Orbitz.com, there are about 65 or 56% more people getting away for Valentine's Day this year than last year. Janine uh, Tornatori joins us. She's a senior travel editor at Orbitz. Uh, Janine, what's going on? Why, why that huge jump in people traveling this year? Well, I think what we're seeing is that a lot of people are using President's Weekend as their weekend getaway to celebrate Valentine's Day. So we saw that 40% of travelers told us they're actually planning on celebrating on Valentine's Day on the 14th, but the majority of travelers were planning to celebrate over President's Weekend. And, uh, and, and so they're taking advantage of a longer weekend, obviously. They are. And they're taking advantage of a lot of great deals, too. I was surprised to see some of our top destinations and just how cheap the hotel rates were and package deals were to places like Las Vegas, which was our number one book destination for the long weekend. It, the average hotel rates there were $112 a night. Typically, you don't see prices that cheap over the long holiday weekend because it's obviously a more popular time to travel. Um, New Orleans was number two. They're obviously gearing up for Mardi Gras weekend. Um, and New York was number three. And New York, surprisingly, is one of the destinations where I've seen some of the best deals considering, you know, that you're in the heart of Manhattan. Average hotel rates there just $165 a night. In New York City, the average hotel rate, $165 a night? Yeah, and when I looked at some package deals from different cities, Chicago to New York, um, uh, some other, Atlanta to New York, I was able to find airfare plus three nights hotel at nice four-star properties like the Hilton down on 6th Avenue uh, mm-hmm. for under $500 per person. Usually, you can't good... even, sometimes you can't even get a one-night hotel room in New York for $500. No, exactly. So. Well, that those are great numbers, and it's fortuitous for consumers that the number one most popular city for Valentine's Day weekend getaways is is uh, Las Vegas, which also has the least expensive uh, average hotel rate. Overseas, are there any cities that are favored? Um, overseas, um, the only ones that made it on our uh, on our top ten list, uh, actually the only one was Cancun, um, which you were just talking about. is still a very popular destination. It was still our number one booked international destination in 2011. Um, average hotel rates there around $253 a night. That said, a lot of those do include all-inclusive properties, um, which makes the mm-hmm. price point a little bit higher there. Right. And didn't uh, San Francisco get displaced this year? It was number one as, as the romantic getaway last year? Actually, we asked travelers what they would vote as the sexiest city. Last year, they voted San Francisco as the sexiest city in America. This year, Las Vegas. <laughs> what do you think accounts for, Has Las Vegas been doing a better marketing job? It might be. I think a lot of people have been going to Las Vegas because, frankly, the deals have been great. And as you know, it's a lot more... Um, than what it used to be. It used to be a place for gaming and shows, and now there's, you know, five-star Michelin-rated restaurants. Um, there's sexier properties like the Cosmopolitan. So I think that people are able to um, experience a little bit of a different type of vacation when they go to Vegas now. Now, do you get the impression that, uh, uh, I mean, impression, you work for Orbitz and you all track numbers of travelers and where they go and how much they spend. Is Vegas, is it fair to say Vegas is coming back? Um, 
That's a great question. I mean, certainly I think the hotel rates are still low because there's, there's a lot of inventory there that needs to be filled. And so, right. um, you know, they have to remain competitive to fill their hotel rooms. But, um, you know, it, it continues to be one of our top destinations, um, not just on holiday weekends, but in general. So, um, I, I ha- we haven't seen, you know, a slump there. I mean, certainly people are still going to Vegas in, in high numbers. All right. Hey, Janine, thanks so much for joining us uh, and, and dropping it. Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. Thanks, you too. Janine Torrentori is the uh, senior travel editor with the travel website Orbits.com. Stick around here in Rudy Max's world. We're going to learn a few secrets about the interior design of cruise ships when we come back. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Hey, I'm happy to bring you the first in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive each year. Here it is. Nancy was looking forward to the perfect Caribbean cruise wedding. Miami in the morning, dinner with friends on board, dancing the night away, and a little wedding night hanky-panky to top things off. What she got was very different. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a new Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. Now there's Zyvestra. An amazing dual action tabs and targeted cream. You rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And the ingredients have traditionally been recognized to work in a homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. That dizzy feeling gone. They relieve that vertigo feeling. Zyvestra is amazing. Relieve dizziness and queasiness. Enjoy life with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. Get in the zone! You can prolong the life of your engine and save by doing regular oil changes yourself. And AutoZone's here to help. Right now, get a 5-plus quart jug of Mobile Super Conventional Motor Oil and an STP oil filter at the low price of only $15.99. See store for restrictions and details. If you've never done the job yourself, it's a good time to start. Change your oil on time and on your own with help from AutoZone. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. I'm Rudy Maxa. This segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by TravelGuard, a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance, providing products and services to millions of travelers around the globe, including a wide range of emergency services through its wholly owned assistance centers located in Asia, Europe, and the Americas. TravelGuard helps ensure that business and leisure travelers alike solve problems and manage risks. You can find out more information at TravelGuard.com, or if you're curious, go to RudyMaxa.com, the radio show website, and click on the sponsored logo TravelGuard on the homepage. Uh, nice to have you here with me this morning. You may, or today, you may uh, 
uh, recall that in December, we talked with Paul Priestman. He is a guy who thinks a lot about transportation and design, and we talked to him at the time about some of his design work as it applies to high-speed trains. But he also takes a close look uh, and designs uh, the interior of cruise ships, staterooms, and sort of thing. And we're welcome to have him. We promised we have him back on the show. Nice to welcome you today. Hey, Paul, thanks. Hi there. Hi. We've reached Paul in London, by the way. Thanks for spending a little time of your weekend with us, Paul. What I, I know you, tr- you you design for a number of clients. How what is the special challenge of cruise ships? Well, we yeah we work with a number of cruise uh, cruise uh, owners, and um, yeah, we work with Norwegian Cruise Lines, and we, we worked on the Norwegian Epic, um, and and in that particular case, we were looking at designing the staterooms and the cruise experience for the younger passenger, the younger traveller. Um, a lot of the, the, the cruise uh, demographics, the people that travel on cruise, tend to be of a sort of a more mature age group. And um, the aim was to appeal to the younger, uh, the younger cruiser. And what did you do to do, affect that? Well, one of the things that we did is, and I'm sure your listeners are, 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 who, who do cruise, um, if you're traveling by yourself, you normally have to pay double occupancy to have a cabin on your own. So what we were able to do is is, um, is introduce single cabins. So they're, they're small cabins, but they're very luxurious cabins, and they're aimed for the, the, the traveler by himself or herself. You're the guy who designed those. These are the ones with the mood lighting in the common bar area, seating area? That's right. Yeah, yeah. We designed all of those. Yes, yeah, yeah. And We've the talked idea. about them on the show. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, they've been, they've been a great success. And, um, I mean, the idea was to try and make something a little bit more uh, different to, to the more traditional, uh, maybe I'd call them old-fashioned staterooms that you get on many ships now. I once uh, went to a shipyard in Italy to see a cruise ship being built, and the, um, the miles of electrical cords and, and, and just the infrastructure to make a ship look sophisticated and work well is so extraordinary. You must face particular challenges in outfitting a room with, I don't know, cable TV and inset lights and, and all this stuff you got to put in a mood lighting for that matter. Yeah, I mean, it is a very complex construction. And when you see these, I mean, as, you, as you mentioned, when you see these ships in, in construction, they are such large objects, and uh, they're very, very complex. Um, they're, in fact, they're moving cities. They're floating cities. And, um, yeah, we have to work with all of the different limitations of construction on board these ships. Um, and also to, to, to make sure they're a really enjoyable and, and fun place to holiday. And I, uh, tell me what steps you take. Of it. I, I know you're working now on a project with Royal Caribbean. What project yes, is that? Um, we're working on a new ship. I can't go into any details at the moment, but again, we're looking at um, making the cruise more up-to-date, more, more modern, and appealing to, um, I think, the, the modern cruiser. You know, I, I even think that, that um, you know, design has, has moved on. You look at the sort, of, the, the, the sort of more traditional cars, maybe like a Bentley, and the modern Bentley isn't sort of full of old, old wood and, and, and gold. You know, it's a modern interior, and, and we're taking the same approach with uh, the interiors of the staterooms we're designing. Um, to, to appeal to a, a more modern, y- younger, younger age, age group. So what bells and whistles might we see a few years down the road that we don't see now in the average uh, cruise ship stateroom? Well, I mean, obviously um, interconnectivity, so um, access to Internet uh, throughout, the, throughout the cruise, 
um, all of the latest mod cons you would get um, in on land. But I think you know, there's an opportunity here to, to always to give something more to the to the passenger, so that um, you know when when you when you're on holiday, I think you want something different to take you out of your own environment to to have a, a different experience. You don't want just a, a bedroom like you would have at home. You want something with all the different feelings and and different sort of things that you can you can interact with. So, for instance, you know, color changing lights. Um, you know, all of, obviously all of the amenities of, of drinks and things, but also just making it a different experience, a very modern experience. My guest is Paul uh, Priestman. He is the director of Priestman Good. It's a London-based multidisciplinary design group. They work on branding transport, environment, product, and packaging design. Uh, Paul's company has done interiors for airlines such as Lufthansa and Qatar Airways. They've designed for hotel groups. And we're talking to him today about designing cruise ships, particularly the interior of cruise ships have cruise two questions for you paul what do you do uh for example when a client like royal caribbean comes to you do you find out what the demographics are or what the demographics they would like to be and the last and more simple question is are cruise are are cabins getting larger generally speaking you might want to take the second one first because that's an easy one yeah, I mean, the first thing we do is, is, is when we're starting on a project like uh, with, with a new cruise ship is, is to really think about the passenger. I mean, we really think about the, 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 we call it the whole passenger journey. So we don't just think about perhaps the experience on board the ship. We think about the whole experience of um, choosing the, the, the holiday online, um, how they then travel to the port and then board the ship, um, then the experience on board the ship, and then also then leaving the ship. So it's, it, we call it the customer journey or the passenger journey. Um, so it's the whole thing. And I think there is a lot of work, and incidentally, I think there's a lot of work for the ports to do in that particular sector because you have these beautiful ships and sometimes the, the actual the docks themselves can be uh, a bit basic, to say the least. And I think that's an area which is room for improvement. You mean the design of, of where ships pull into and out of? Yeah, they, they tend to be a bit like a warehouse, as far as I can work out, with concrete They have floors. been. They are. Are you, work, are you helping anybody out in that regard? Well, we're, we're, we're wanting to, yes. I mean, because, I mean, if you, if you go to an airport, if you go to, a, you know, any, any other form of, of, of sort of holiday or reception, you, you would go through a very nice experience. But I think that's the one bit that's, that's perhaps missing in the, in the jigsaw of, of the holiday experience. But they are, they are getting better. But once on board, of course... Um, I think then it's, it's in control. The, 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 the cruise line itself is in full control, and it's, it's a wonderful experience. Are cabins getting larger? Yes, they are. Yeah, that, that's something that, that every cruise line is, is, is pushing the bounds on that. Um, so, yes, that's something that we're looking at. And also, size is also to do with size impression. So we use lots of, sure. of, of design details to create the biggest feeling or the widest cabin you can have. Now, see, that's um, what I want to know about it. What are some of those design details? That's what I'm really curious about. Well, I mean, there's the, some, some things that you think are quite logical. I mean, for instance, um, uh, making the floor extend right out to the, the bulkheads, to the walls, so that you feel the floor is bigger. Lighting around the perimeters, around the top edges, the corners of the r- rooms, to make it your eyes stretch away. It's something that the Victorians did for, for many years, where you have a sort of curved corner rather than a hard corner. So your eye can't actually read where the corner is. It gives this sort of visual effect that it's actually a bigger room. Obviously, you know, the, uh, on, on the staterooms with balconies, then we have the, have the, uh, the windows as big as possible. Um, and it's just the, the, the choice of colors and fabrics and materials to make it feel um, as big as possible. If you yep. use dark colors like woods and heavy, heavy colors, it can actually make the cabin feel smaller. 
Are you involved in the interior design of fabrics and so on as well? Yes, we are. Yes, yeah, yeah. We we, we do. Um, we we develop the actual fabrics from from new. So we design the carpets, um, the light fittings, everything. So it's it's a completely bespoke cabin design, which is unique to the particular ship we're designing for. And have bathrooms changed at all? Yes, they're getting better. You know, the old cruise ship bathrooms, which are, feel a bit like a plastic box you got into, a bit squeaky. Um, yes, yeah, so there's much more, much more um, sort of luxury materials, maybe ceramics, um, and, and some of the practicalities. It's easier to, you know, it's a luxury feel, but it's easier to clean, so the maintenance is easier, and, and it looks better for much longer. Um, so I think there's been great movement on in that area. Uh, and then, of course, energy saving, saving of water, saving of power, um, and uh, recycling. So that's everything that we have to put into these, uh, the thought of these, the design of these ships. Do you use focus groups? Do you design several kinds of staterooms and have, have uh, Mr. and Mrs. Front Porch UK come in and check them out? Yes, we do. Yes, yeah. And, and we've just recently gone through a whole process of, of having some of the staterooms actually, we call them mock-ups. They're built to look like they're, they're real. Um, and then we have user groups go around and we get feedback. So that it's very, very important. You first, I mean, when you're designing, you first of all, you have to understand. Uh, that's the first process. You have to understand what people want. You have to understand who you're designing for. And then you design to meet those requirements. You know, design, is, I think, has, has sort of evolved into sort of uh, a designer thinking, I'm going to do it this color because I like that color. We've moved on to that, into actually really understanding what pe- other people want and then designing for those requirements. Paul, fascinating stuff. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. If you check into a cruise ship and really like the stateroom, it might have been designed by Paul Priestman. He's the director of Priestman Good. It's a London-based uh, design group. You can find more information at Priestman Good. Uh, put an E at the end of good there, PriestmanGood.com. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about the world's longest flight. The world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Imagine this, you're enjoying a well-deserved vacation and then, boom, disaster strikes. There's an earthquake, a tsunami, or political upheaval such as last year's crisis in Egypt. Who would you call for help? A deluxe membership from OnCall International provides the vital help you need when your destination becomes unsafe. OnCall International will quickly get you out of danger and evacuate you home, all covered by your membership. Learn more by calling 800-575-5014. Or go to OnCallInternational.com or RudyMaxa.com and look under Sponsors. Get in the zone! Putting off auto repairs can turn a small job into a big one. So put your tax refund to work today at AutoZone. From brakes to engines, we've got the quality parts you need. And you can count on AutoZone's trusted experts to help you stretch those tax refund dollars as far as possible. Spend a little today instead of a lot later. Keep your car running longer with help from AutoZone. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. 33 minutes after the hour, this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by the good folks at On Call International. 
If you're a traveler, you know that sometimes the unexpected happens when you're on the road, and if and when it does, protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from On Call International. They provide the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation like social unrest in the place you're visiting or more. From unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage, or legal woes, OnCall International gives you the help you'll need to return home and get back to enjoying your trip. More information at OnCallInternational.com or go to the radio show website, RudyMaxa.com. Scroll down on that homepage and click on the OnCall International uh, logo for more details. Scott McCarty is a frequent guest on the show, and we're fortunate to, uh, that he is. Uh, he wrote a piece the other day. Because he took the world's longest flight in coach, and that is a 15-hour flight from Dallas to Sydney, Australia. He lived to tell about it, and he chronicled, uh, not hour by hour, but certainly all the um, major, major things that happened during that flight that hopefully make the 15 hours seem like only 13 hours. Scott, welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Rudy. All right, so uh, how are, are, are coach seats going a long distance like that roomier than the average domestic coach seat? Uh, well, it depends on the airline, of course, but in general, um, they're really not. I mean, this is this Qantas flight I took, um, the longest by distance, uh, and and the seats were, you know, thirty-two inch pitch, pretty standard, uh, same same width that you'd find on uh, any other seven forty-seven. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a it's an interesting issue, I, you know, and I think um, uh, a question for airlines of how far they can they can push this. Um, but we've seen an increasing number of ultra long flights, um, and and some of them, you know, Singapore Airlines uh, uh, started doing this um, more than ten years ago and found that uh, coach seats um, just were it was it was too much uh, for for their customers. Um, and in uh, business class, sold much better than than the coach seats they offered. So they've actually converted their ultra long flights to all business class flights. Um, but other airlines have found that uh, to avoid a connection or uh, to get a cheap price or, or whatever the reason, um, people are willing to endure, uh, you know, 15 uh, hours or even more in a coach seat. What did you do to amuse yourself, and how many times did you do those things in the course of that, <laughs> those 15 hours? <laughs> well, well, I actually I I, I kept track um, mostly to sort of amuse myself, and then and then my editor said, well, let's let's do a timeline of of what you did, and and because I was sort of uh, joking around with them of you know how many episodes of Thirty Rock can you watch in in one sitting, um, and the answer for me turns out to be two to three, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, I, I watched a couple movies. I read uh, uh, read some uh, out of a book. Um, I, I I sort of uh, miscalculated. It was interesting how other passengers dealt with with the flight. It, it's a flight that leaves at uh, four o'clock in the afternoon and, and arrives at two o'clock or, or so in the in the afternoon um, uh, Dallas time uh, a day later, and um, it's. It, uh, everybody went to sleep, and and uh, you know I just at four o'clock in the afternoon, or you head out over the Pacific Ocean, and okay, it's six o'clock by the time you finish the the first meal they serve. Um, I just wasn't ready to go to sleep, but uh, everybody else figured out that it was going to be tomorrow when you got there, and so um, you needed to sleep. Well, if you can, I I remember yeah. flying once in coach from Tokyo nonstop to New York. I think it's about I don't know twelve thirteen hours. 
and there was a Japanese gentleman sitting next to me. I mean, I go nuts if I can't read on a plane. If I run out of things to read, I, I may take hostages. Um, this guy did nothing but sit with his hands in, in his lap and stare straight ahead at the seat back in front of him for every single minute of that flight. I don't know if he's a Zen master or what, but I was in awe of him. Well, you did. You, you said you did three meals, two snack services, including hot chocolate, uh, four bathroom trips. You read 100 pages of your book. And uh, tell me about the laps around the coach cabin, five of them. Uh, five of them, yes, and and I just thought, uh, you know, for for circulatory reasons, but also for reporting reasons, uh, it, it was important to get up and move, and so um, I I would just uh, sort of force myself to um, uh, get up, um, uh, you know, cut through the uh, the galley in front, cut through the bathroom area in the back of the plane, and and sort of uh, make the circuit. The, the guy I most admired was was sitting across the aisle from me. Um, it was a, a government worker who had had uh, clearly done this before, and, and he just threw the blanket over his head and <laughs> and had his own little sleep chamber, and, and I was sort of in awe that that he could he could do that and and sleep for a good you know six or eight hours. Did you sleep at all? Um, I just uh, slept very little. Um, I was really. Uh, uh, I don't know. I was I was so curious as to how people were going to react, and you know, tracking the the flight and uh, watching. You know, we're so heavy when we took off that uh, couldn't climb to full cruising altitude, and so we sort of you know step it up um, along the way. And uh, and I just thought, well, uh, here I am working. I I, I better not sleep. You had a fa I love your favorite thing, which were the mango frozen bars somewhere over the Baja Peninsula. Yeah, it, it was quite interesting. It, interesting how they did the, the food service. Um, but but over the Baja Peninsula, I mean, you're you're more than two thirds of the way there. Uh, you're really ready to you know if you were going to Los Angeles, you'd be on the ground. It's um, uh, it was really sort of a tiresome part of the flight, and here come the flight attendants with, and you're, and you're of course very dry and and uh, and you know dehydrated, and here they come with this delightful little frozen uh, mango juice treat. Um, so I thought, well, that you know that's that's really good thinking um, because uh, that's what I need. You see it here, ad after ad about owning gold, but they raise more questions than they answer. That's why American Bullion has created a comprehensive free gold guide packed with unbiased information about gold as an investment. Get the facts before you buy. Call American Bullion now for your free copy of the gold guide at 800-716-6878. That's 800-716-6878. Are you tired of stressing out about the economy and ready to take control of your retirement funds? American Bullion has a precise, tax-free, and hassle-free system to convert your existing IRA or form former 401k into a gold IRA. That's why they're the leader in gold IRA rollovers. It's all spelled out in the free American Bullion Gold Guide that answers all of your questions in plain and simple English. Call for your free copy today at 800-716-6878. 800-716-6878. American Bullion. 800-716-6878. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. 
I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. And now there's Zyvestra. An amazing dual action tabs and targeted cream. You rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And the ingredients have traditionally been recognized to work in a homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. That dizzy feeling? God. They relieve that vertigo feeling. Zyvestra is amazing. Relieve dizziness. And queasiness. Enjoy life with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. On my journey to help save people money on car insurance, people have been really surprised to learn that GEICO can also help with renter's insurance. They're even more surprised when I tell them it costs as little as $12 a month. But perhaps what's most surprising is that I still live with my mum. Yeah, I know, I really should start thinking about renting my own place. But then I'd have to get my own tea kettle. Sofa, shower curtain, soap dish. Visit Geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Get in the zone! You can prolong the life of your engine and save by doing regular oil changes yourself. And AutoZone's here to help. Right now, get a 5-plus quart jug of Mobile Super Conventional Motor Oil and an STP oil filter at the low price of only $15.99. See store for restrictions and details. If you've never done the job yourself, it's a good time to start. Change your oil on time and on your own with help from AutoZone. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone! AutoZone. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Hey, welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 43 minutes after the hour. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's International Pancake Day in Liberal, Kansas. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. And Gary Clausen is the general chairman of the International Pancake Day in Liberal, Kansas. Where are we reaching you today, uh, Gary? Besides in Liberal... Right now, I'm sitting at the Pancake House, which actually happens to be on Pancake Boulevard. So you can kind of <laughs> see that pancakes are pretty popular here in, in Liberal. All right, give us the backstory on this festival. I, uh, what's the history of this? Okay, way back in the 1400s, a lady was using up her fat for Lent, uh, cooking her pancakes. Uh, this is over in Olney, England. And she heard the church bell ringing, so she dashed off to the church, pancake and skillet in hand, and uh, got to the church and, and realized that she had forgotten to leave it at the house. And this became kind of a, a fun thing over there in England. And then the tradition continued for many, many years. Then in 1950, a gentleman by the name of R.J. Lee here in the Liberal read about it in a magazine. And so he challenged the people of Olney to a race. And so I, we like to say the rest was history. Um, for the last 62 years, we've been having a, a race that happens on Shrove Tuesday, which is February 21st this year. Um, it's a 415-yard course, and uh, the ladies still wear the headdress. They take their pancake, they flip it, run, and uh, race, and they flip it at the end. 
So wait a minute, is this multiple women running to the church with pancakes in pans, or one? Yes, it is. No, it's, it's multiple. Um, it, it started with one over there in England, but it, it has grown. We limit our race here in Liberal to 15, just simply because of the size of the street, because that's what's comfortable, uh, to have that many people running down the street. But you have, uh, you have a competition, right? Don't folks from the United Kingdom come over and compete in your pancake race? They actually they send someone to come over and watch our race. Um, one of their former mayors is coming this year. Uh, we like to try to send someone over there and watch their race. Um, oh, but you're not competing head to head. Not on the same course. We we do time the event. They race in England. We race here in Kansas, and then we compare times after we have run our race. Okay. Now I I led you in by saying it's International Pancake Festival this weekend. It's actually next weekend, isn't it? It is next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to have you on this weekend so that any pancake aficionados in the United States who want to who want to check out this uh, several day festival in Liberal Kansas uh, would know about it a week ahead of time. So this actually starts next weekend on what day? Friday or Saturday? Actually, we kick things off on Saturday morning with a, a flipping and eating contest, um, and that's open to all children and adults of all ages. Uh, and, and we've got at various activities throughout the whole weekend. And race day is Tuesday, correct? Race day is Tuesday, yes. And you got youth races, you got men's races. Do you have women's races as well? Yes, we do. We have a race for, we call it the last chance race for age 50 and over. And I'm, I, have the imp- I, have, I have a feeling, not having attended, though, uh, Gary, that uh, there are a lot of pancake things going on in Liberal th- that week, that, those several days, beyond what's happening right now at the Pancake House. Oh, yes, that there are. And yeah, so can you, buy, can you have all kinds of weird pancakes? <laughs> well, the, the official breakfast, they make just the traditional pancakes. Um, they're, they're actually going to experiment with some crepes this year because that's the traditional pancake over there in England. And so oh. they're going to work and see if they can learn to make those. But, but can I get blueberry pancakes? Can I get, can I get all kinds of different <laughs> kinds of pancakes? You know, if you bring your ingredients, I'm sure we could cook them up for you. All right, and you've got a website, I bet. Yes, pancakeday.net. And how many folks pan- come, come to uh, Pancake Weekend there in Liberal? You know, it, it's kind of grown. Um, we can expect anywhere from 2,500 to 3,500 people um, watching And the how race. do you get to Liberal? What's the most efficient way to get to Liberal if you need to fly in from somewhere else? Well, we're in the middle of a lot of places. Wichita, Kansas, Denver, Colorado, Amarillo, Texas. We're kind of in the middle of all three of those. What's the closest big city? Uh, Wichita, Kansas would be the And how long a drive to Liberal? How long a a drive from Wichita is it? Three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. Okay, so if you celebrate all things pancake, you might want to check out Liberal Kansas next weekend. For more information, you can go to pancakeday.net. That's .net. And uh, Gary uh, uh, Clausen, who's chowing down on pancakes right now in Liberal, is the general chairman of the International Pancake Day. And you can see if their times beat the times over in England. Gary, have a wonderful weekend next weekend. Thanks for joining us. You bet. Thank you, Rudy. We'll be right back. I want to expand a little on that State Department warning about visiting Mexico when we come back. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. 
This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Good day. It's 52 after the hour. You're in Rudy Max's world where it's all travel all the time. At the top of the hour, I mentioned the unusually strongly worded advice or warning, to be more specific, from the State Department to Americans considering visiting Mexico. And I got to tell you, every year around this time, as young Americans begin thinking about spring break, I receive questions, emails from parents, calls asking if, if, if I'd recommend if, uh, that their kids avoid going south of the border. Well, this year, after a year of uh, increasing reports of drug cartel violence, uh, some of it coming closer to some popular resort destinations, especially downtown Acapulco, I think that question takes on a new urgency. Here's some things your child should know before visiting Mexico, or for that matter, you should know if you're an adult. First of all, you have to have a U.S. passport these days to cross the border, and if it expires in the next six months or six months before you visit, the holder of that passport may be denied entry into Mexico. So you've got to have a passport that's got a shelf life of longer than six months. As I mentioned uh, at the top of the hour during the news, anyone 16 or over is considered an adult for legal purposes in Mexico. And that phrase, speedy trial, isn't one you hear bandied about a lot in in, in Mexico. Um, More importantly, crimes that might be considered relatively minor in the U.S. may be considered major under Mexican law. Driving a car that's not yours without the owner in that car can result in immediate government confiscation of that car, for example. So unless it's your car or you rented it, don't drive a friend's car without that friend, the owner, aboard. Drunken behavior and a laundry list of other disturbances are treated much more severely in Mexico than the U.S., and an offender may well spend six months in jail before even a preliminary hearing. Don't even think about carrying a firearm into Mexico. Even one bullet found in your possession can mean big trouble. Don't carry a pocket knife if, if it's found on your person. Should you be detained for any other reason, the consequences could be severe. Standards of safety, security, and supervision in Mexico may not rise to American standards. Pay attention to flags, warning of rough surf, if indeed there's someone around to put up those flags. So don't go into waters that you aren't familiar with or other people aren't in or that don't look the least, uh, don't look very safe. Don't count on a lifeguard being around pools or beaches. Don't walk into neighborhoods, especially at night, that you're not familiar with. And that includes cities uh, well-known as tourist destinations, such as Cancun, which, by the way, is now a city of 500,000 people. I remember visiting Cancun, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, and it was you know, a little place with some high-rises. Be cautious in bars and nightclubs. Never leave your drink unattended at any time. Only take uh, uh, licensed and regulated taxi cabs called CTO cabs. CTO cabs. User of illegitimate taxis have been robbed, kidnapped, and or raped. Ask your hotel, club, or restaurant to call you a CTO tax. Now, I've posted a link to the State Department's special page on spring break on my Facebook page at RudyMaxa.tv show. So go to Facebook.com and search for RudyMaxa-TV show. I know you're listening to a radio show right now, but uh, as I'm growing weary of saying here on the radio, when I set up that fan page, there was no category called radio show. It only had TV show. And since I do host a TV series on public television, I chose that. You'll find there a link to that warning that the state members put out specifically for spring break folks. Read it if you're a parent, but especially read it if you're someone about to visit Mexico for the first time, spring break or not. So what's my advice? Well, when it comes to beaches, stick to well-known places such as Cabo, Puerto Vallarta, Cancun, Mazatlan, Playa del Carmen. 
inland cities such as Miguel, San Miguel de Allende and Mexico City would be destinations I'd recommend, though keep all of the State Department warnings I've mentioned in line, in, excuse me, in mind. And when you get down to it, the bottom line is Mexico's a huge country. Most of it's safe, just like most of the United States is safe. But criminals go where the money is, and tourists arrive carrying valuable things to steal, like credit cards and jewelry and money and passports. So exercise great caution. Take as few valuables with you on your trip as you can and keep a copy of the opening page of your passport separate from where you keep your passport. Also, check out the list of American consulate offices on the State Department website. Again, I've put that link at Facebook at Rudy Maxa-TV Show. And while you're there, click on my page and, cl- and, uh, and, and choose like, will you? You'll receive my occasional bits of travel advice from time to time if you do. All right, that's my that's my spiel on Mexico. And uh, so, if you're a parent and your your college age student is called, say, "Hey, we're going to spring break in Mexico," uh, just have them read the warnings. I'm not saying don't go to Mexico. By the way, tourism is up in record numbers in Mexico. So uh, it's not exactly as if this crime has been keeping folks away. Hey, hey, Rick, we got one minute left. Let me give you a quick deal of the week. There's that cash register sound. And let me, I'll give you two, actually, from the high roller file, both of them. Uh, Delta Vacations has got a trip to Rome. That's the vacation arm of Delta Airlines. If you buy through them, they'll throw in a free tour of the city. Travel by June 30th. And uh, right now, Delta's got a sale on Europe flights going on. If you book a package, you'll receive 1,000 bonus miles on the airline. Details at deltavacations.com. Also from the high roller file, reserve a suite at a Ritz-Carlton for at least three nights and get a $100 dining credit. This offer is good through April 6th at almost all Ritz-Carlton's around the world. However, these affiliated hotels are not participating in this. The Ritz-Carlton in London, the Ritz-Carlton in Barcelona, Spain, and the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. Those three are not in. Otherwise, go to Ritz-Carlton.com. Again, reserve a suite for three or more nights. You get a $100 dining credit good through April 6th. All right, we're coming to the end of the first hour. Hey, we'll be back after about six minutes of messages and news from your local station. Got a full plate coming up. A lot of interesting stuff going on. We're going to talk with uh, uh, Dan Wildman. He's the host of Travel Channel's Off Limits. Uh, Excuse me, Don Wildman. So don't go away. See you back here in Rudy Max's World about six. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.